0: Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast episode 108, July 12th, 2020. I'm Jason, that's Neil. Hey,
1: what's up? Is it really 108 episodes? Yeah. Wow. It, it's
0: kind of taken us a while to get this
1: far. Yeah, we kind of do it Considering episode
0: 100 on. was like months and months and months ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: but it's just because with things not going on too often. Like there's stuff to talk about. There's just, in my opinion, not stuff to talk about every single Sunday. There's we, not. We would have a recycled conversation, I think, every Every Sunday. So I think the bi weekly format that we have right now works pretty good. Although with the new news in the past week. Yep. Uh, I think we'll probably be going back to weekly Sunday podcasts starting around July for, or uh, around August 1st.
0: Mm-hmm. Plus you had the opportunity this weekend to go to PA
1: uh yeah last weekend yeah it's like the,
0: yeah. as in the, the last weekend we were supposed to film a podcast that's correct didn't. yeah and so I was it's...
1: thinking about doing one with dad over there but we just filmed the mail time which is releasing today on the productions channel and why and this is why I have the box here because I'm going to get you to try something and I'd like to do this first before we get into anything because I want to start <sighs> this off with a little bit of fun okay okay so I've got some things to try and if you guys are watching this podcast and you haven't watched the mail time and you don't want to be spoiled go check out the mail time because um, there's more things in this box that I don't have here but uh, if you don't care and you just want to stay here, that's fine, too. All right. So I have two things for you to try and I have one thing to show you. Okay. okay. But I, uh, I'll try to describe it for the audio. It's listeners. a test. Like these chips are so specific that I, I think you can nail down the flavor based on what I thought it was, too. But it's not what you think it is. Okay. Okay. So you might even have to close your eyes because I don't want you to see anything on the package. Are you just
0: going to pass one in my hand?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll put the bag out and you can... Okay. And these are brand new. I'm just opening them up. I got two bags. This is the second bag. You got two bags of the same kind of chip? Yep. That's kind of pro. All right. I did give these to Chris Wilkinson, and he, he he was influenced by what I said, so I'm specifically not telling you. So that reminds me of... Would you like to smell the bag as well? Nope. Okay.
0: It reminds me of that old like roast turkey kind or whatever. I need one more roast chicken. Roast chicken, yeah. That's exactly what I thought of. It it's not roast chicken, no. But it smells like. Does, okay, let me ask you another question. Okay. When you seen what it was, did did you realize that's what it was? Like, did it no. make sense? No. Okay.
1: I was extremely shocked.
0: Is it like something like salt and pepper or something?
1: Nope.
0: Yeah, it's that is one hundred percent roast chicken or salt and
1: pepper. It's crab crab <laughs> <laughs> but they're good aren't they that's a huge bag it is a huge bag for two of them those are good they're actually pretty good they are good i don't like crab all right i got something maybe a little less offensive to your palate uh, right. to try next is this a chip too or no no it's cookie
0: okay do i gotta close my eyes too or is
1: no it, okay. it's called a burger cookie
0: a burger cookie yep heck yeah <laughs> burger b-e-r-g-e-r cookie
1: it is a shortbread cookie with a uh, chocolate icing on top
0: this isn't open either?
1: No, nope. I got two of that and two of the chips, so I already had the chips. So what is this box? It's called a Baltimore box. Someone from Baltimore sent it to us. And so it's all of all things about Baltimore. And then this is the third thing. It's a thing of spice. Ooh. So the audio listeners here are kind of missing out. Oh, this smells like
0: chocolate frosting. It,
1: yeah. Um, Those are really good. I like the chips as well. Haven't tried the seasoning yet, but um, you're a big seasoning guy, so I thought I'd, come, I thought I'd bring it over and show you.
0: That's actually really good. Yeah, it's super good. It's like a... Is a shortbread cookie, you said? Shortbread cookie. It's like a shortbread cookie with like a little bit of like a a brownie on it. Yep. And then covered with... Icing. Like a thick icing. Yep.
1: That was a good description for the audio listeners.
0: <laughs> Trying to. This is called Old Bay Seasoning with Crab. <laughs> What's up with crab?
1: There's actually no nothing to do with crab in that. I read the ingredients. It's like paprika... Uh, salt, I like pepper. I like salt and pepper. It's like all ge- very generic s- seasoning. It,
0: oh, for seafood, poultry, meats, and salads.
1: Yeah, it like, but if you read the ingredients, it has nothing to do with – there's no seafood things in there. It's just –
0: Sprinkle on fries.
1: Heck, yeah. <laughs> all right. Now the fun is over. Now we get serious. We got okay. some news. There's, there's not just news. There are like – It's kind of old news now, but it's only like – couple days old I guess so it's not the real old news groundbreaking news yeah exciting news let's dive into it
0: do I'm going to start with the CBA extension that has been signed which makes all this news possible
1: yes that's a pretty big deal let's okay. talk about that
0: so here's what I did because I'm dumb so when this all went live the NHL put on their website a 71 page PDF document with all the amendments to the current CBA because this isn't a new CBA for those that are wondering it's an extension of the current one with amendments.
1: Right. With some, with some adjustments. Yes. So. so
0: 71 pages of adjustments. So I'm like, hmm, I got a podcast to do. I don't want to read 71 pages of things. So what I did yeah. was I went through it and I tried to look for the things that are either relevant to what most of our audience would be interested in or are related to things we've talked about before. Yeah.
1: And we can dive into deeper in uh, later on podcasts, like during the yeah. off season.
0: Yeah. So like. In terms of escrow, like I don't think a ton of people really care about escrow, but we've talked about it enough that we'll we'll touch on it. Okay, so I'll just I'll go through it, and if you want to talk we'll about something, just stop, and we'll talk about okay, it. Okay, I will say stop. When I All want to right, stop. so the current agreement would have expired September fifteenth, twenty twenty. No, That's twenty twenty two, I think. I typed that wrong. But Now it's going to go to twenty twenty six, so just a four year extension on the current. That's one. a
1: pretty long extension, though.
0: And you know what's awesome about this is, and we even talked about this. Major League Baseball looks so bad with how they handled their situation. Oh my God. And I think that had an influence on the players and the owners to get this done. Absolutely. I completely agree. Because if, if you talk to, like, people like, or listen to Brian Burke, people like that, who actually have gone through this from, like, the business side, they actually say that the math in this document doesn't actually work out in the owner's favor. Like, he says, it doesn't make any sense to me how this is going to work out in their favor, but they just pushed it through knowing that. They know. And they also are hoping that a vaccine comes and people will be back in the seats sooner than later but Correct. if they're not then whatever. So anyway, um so the this this will go until 2026 unless there's not enough uh money in the escrow account on 2025 to cover okay things and if that happens then it will be extended one more year to 2027. Okay, I understand. So um I think it's if there's not enough to cover in all the years, and if the the money in the escrow crown, I don't understand this part. I tried to figure it out, but I couldn't. If it's between 125 million and 250 million, that's when the extension takes place. If it's less than that or more than that, it doesn't. So I don't know why. If less than
1: that, but what's the cutoff date for? Uh, like, is there a 2025 certain-
0: June 30th? June 30th. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, right, it well, doesn't really affect fans too much. We'll either get one more year yeah, of labor peace or.
1: It'll affect us if it's just there's a, fact. a lockout. It's just a fact, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the changes to the salary cap and the payroll ranges, or maybe not changes, but just where they're going to be. So the cap for this year is going to remain the same at 81.5 for the cap, and the floor is going to be 60.2, so no changes there. Which is expected. Yep. It's going to remain at $81.5 million until hockey-related revenue for a single year surpasses $3.3 3 So until there is... 3.3 billion made in hockey related revenue which is everything pretty much um, the salary cap stays at 81.5
1: what's the average in a normal year I don't you know? know so we don't really ha- have any way to quantify we don't have a frame game. of
0: right we have to look to see how much they made and I didn't really do that um, for any year where the HRR is between 3.3 3 billion and 4.8 billion the cap the following year will be 81.5 to 82.5. And depending on how much closer it is to that upper limit, that's how it's like pro rata. It'll be okay. a, a variable
1: information there.
0: And then it says once uh, it passes $4.8 it will be $1 million per year until the escrow balance is paid off.
1: Interesting. I think so, this actually plays into Seattle's favor uh, and maybe all the teams' favor a little bit better because they're able to gauge the the cap it does. better. See,
0: and that's actually, that's actually a really good point because a lot of people were saying that Seattle's not going to have the advantages that Vegas did because people are wising up. They're just going to say, "Hey, we're not making no deals to protect a player. Just take who you want. Yep. We'll deal with it." But teams were also planning for increased salary cap. Exactly. So they're not going to have wiggle room now. So now I think this gives an opportunity for Seattle to say, "Hey, we'll take that three million off your cap or four million off your cap, but we want your
1: X pick or whatever." Absolutely. It's almost like playing the stock market a little bit and yeah. kind of. Planning for the future, but not really sure what's going to happen. Now there's just a little bit more concrete evidence. I like to, it. I
0: think it is going to give them a little yeah. bit of. There's going to be some teams that are going to be a little bit of trouble, and that's an easy. But way But it'll to,
1: prevent teams from getting in trouble. I think that's right. So,
0: okay, now there was nine paragraphs after talking about the one million per year about a lag formula, which is basically how they calculate what the cap's going to be. And I don't want to talk about that because it was so technical and so confusing. But basically, there's nine paragraphs of. How much we made this year, how much is expected, this growth potential, this percentage of this. So there's a formula in place now that will better explain or predict what the cap will be. So it's not okay. It's not gonna be as much of a mystery every year. Like, I wonder how much it's gonna be, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a little more concrete. Let's talk about escrow real quick. So for next year, 2020, 2021, 20 percent. So
1: and it was previously
0: I don't know what it was previously. It was it was kind of close to that, I think.
1: Oh, I thought it was over 30 or something. No,
0: it was, they were projecting it could go to 30 oh, if that, the season never happened. Yeah. So it's uh, 20% next year. The year after is 14% if hockey revenue exceeds $3.3 billion, et cetera. And then after that, it starts to go down flat. So it'll be 10% in 2022, 2023. And then from the 2023 to 2025... 26 season, it's only going to be 6%. That's a huge so win the play, for the players. That's, yes, the players, is, that's a big win. Like, wow. doesn't matter how much revenues are coming in. doesn't matter if they're losing money. They're only deferring 6% of their salary. to the That ESCO. actually
1: changes a lot. Yeah, so like,
0: when you look at some of this stuff, you know why the players signed this agreement.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, the caveat to that is 10% of each player's salary for the 2020-2021 20, 20, 20, 20, se- se- season. Jeez, that's hard to say. <laughs> 2021. I'm just going to so shorten it. Um, they have to defer ten percent of their salary to their own owners or to the owner group fund or whatever. Okay, but they're going to get that money back. So what it, what it's doing is every player in the league is giving up ten percent of their salary, um, and it just gives their clubs money to cash to work with because some of the club clubs don't have money, so right. they're having a hard time to pay this. So if ten percent of all players are going into a pool, that's going to help the owners and the and the clubs deal with paying people and stuff, and then for three years in a row on october 15th so 2022 2023 and 2024 they're gonna be paid back a third of that
1: that's um i mean it's unfortunate for the players but it also helps strengthen their relationship between the players and the ownership
0: yeah like it sucks they have to give up their money but they're getting it back it's just like a temporary they just gotta wait yeah it's actually multiple
1: security deposits with vehicles i think i talked about that maybe last time we yeah mentioned this
0: um i want to talk about a little bit about Jesus. okay calm down clark Woo! This jersey's getting me all excited. Yeah. <laughs> a fresh jersey on. Okay. So, medical stuff's not really that important, but um, in terms of injuries and stuff, like fans are definitely interested in how injuries are handled and stuff. So, it says players are now entitled to obtain a second medical opinion from a physician of their choice who is not on the second opinion list. So, they can go to anyone they want. I didn't realize that they couldn't. Yes. Currently. There's a list of. You can Made go to by these the team? People. Yes, by the clubs. So, it's like. They approve the secondary people, so now it's no. I can go to my own guy in my hometown or whoever. Um, the player will be responsible for paying playing, paying the costs, so the team's not going to cover that. If you want to go to your own guy who's not on the list, you got to yeah. pay for yourself. I
1: guess I do understand that on both sides.
0: Um, clubs are also now required to provide the player with all the relevant medical records to the physician, so before they go see a second opinion, but they're not they don't have all the records. <laughs> like. I don't know. It seems stupid to me. And but here's the caveat: the the person they go see can't decide anything for them. They can only give a recommendation to the club. It's still the club's doctor who is in charge of. Okay, so they're determining. just really
1: like a. Consultant. They're just like right? a second opinion.
0: Yeah, that's all they are. Because it says the club physician shall determine the diagnosis, diagnosis or the course of treatment, including the timing. So. At least the options there. Yeah, it. I think it's if a player just straight up disagrees with what their guy's saying. He yeah. wants to go get a second opinion. Maybe that doctor can provide facts that this doctor's not aware of. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but... it's uh, pff, I'm sure the players like that.
1: Yeah, I, yeah.
0: Um, clubs are no longer allowed to enter into commercial or sponsorship agreements that remove or restrict their discretion to select and maintain professional personnel for their medical staff or refer players for examination to a third party. So, this one's kind of weird to me, and I never really thought about this before, but say... Like, Pittsburgh has a hospital that they are partnered with, I believe. It's, it's, yeah, you I think you're right. You see, and I think Boston has one too. It's pretty yeah. close. So if they have a sponsorship opportunity, I, I don't know, but it sounds like it would prevent them from going to a different hospital because, that, because that's how it's worded. It seems weird to me that there would be like... like
1: gonna, if it was a drug, regardless of the drug, medical I, drug. I can't imagine it's a... Does that mean they can't take a different kind of of the same drug? No, I don't the, think it's
0: about drug. I think it's mainly about it just, personnel. It's about who they can go see and who they can
1: hire. So, like... what if a drug company sponsored the team and provided... I don't know what kind of pills athletes take. I don't know. That's interesting. It's a weird one because... It's, it, yeah, it's weird. Because
0: it specifically talks also about who they could hire, like... It's like, oh, well, this guy would be a great candidate for the job, but we have a sponsorship with this company, which means we can't hire him. I I don't see a situation where that would happen, but obviously it did because that's something they had added.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: And then it says um, they're going to form a task force, the NHL and NHLPA, to determine the minimum standards for club medical resources and personnel on road trips. So there's going to be a standard now of how many at least minimum people you have to take from your medical team when you're on a road game. Okay. Which makes sense because probably more the, the more rich teams probably take more and the teams that aren't doing as well take less so. Yeah, totally. Okay, player contracts. Let's talk about the caps for entry level. So, entry level players, the most you can pay them 2020 20, 925, 2022 20, and 23 950. This is and they 90, raised 950,000. They raised the
1: minimum too, didn't they? Yeah.
0: And then 2024 20, 25 975 and then 26 and
1: potentially $27 dollars uh, is the cap for the entry level. That's um that's interesting. It's just it's interesting to see the progression of that because Seems to be going up like
0: twenty five thousand yeah. every year or two. Uh, the league minimum salaries twenty uh, twenty 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 one seven hundred thousand twenty two twenty three seven hundred
1: fifty thousand twenty four to twenty six seven hundred seventy five thousand. So
0: it's not a lot more, but yeah, it's yeah. Um, Here is something that's interesting though. It says league paid NHL award bonuses for entry level players are amended starting the next season, and they will include the Art Ross, Masterton, Messier, and Clancy awards. These bonuses will not be counted against league-wide player compensation, and the amount paid by the bonus will be increased by 50% starting with the 2022-23 season. So, to me, that sounds like entry-level players didn't get money if they won those awards, which, if they were entry-level people, and that's that's weird to me. Like, you think you get the bonus regardless of what your deal
1: is. To be honest, I didn't even realize there was a financial reward to oh, yes, any the, of those trophies. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I don't really pay attention to the awards that much, to be honest. I... I'm probably in the, obviously in the minority there, but when the NHL awards are on, I I really don't like watching them. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I like hearing who won them, but I don't care for watching the whole yeah, event because
0: it's just, just so slow. And uh, Here's the big one, I think. Um, no trade and no move clauses will travel with the player in the event that their contract moves. So I don't know if you realize this, but if a player waives their mo- no move to go to a new team, like if they say, yeah, I'll go to that team, their no move is taken out of their contract forever. So that team can then trade them mm. right after. In this one, or in the new change, the no move moves with them. So yeah, I'll waive to go to this team, but as soon as I get there, the no move is back on and they can't just get rid of me unless
1: I have permission. Interesting. So some some players have a certain specific list of teams that they would like. It's to, to prevent like a bait and switch. So like, yeah, we'll take this guy yeah. and then
0: flip him over to here. So can
1: they adjust that list once they're traded?
0: I think the player can do that. Whatever they
1: want, you Oh, know? they can. Like, like, yeah. it would be interesting if a team got or if a player got traded from a team and then adjusted the list to include his. Oh previous yeah, I'm, team I'm sure on, they can change that at any
0: time because that's in the team, the club's favor to have them change their list. Yeah. Um the the unrestricted free agent interview period will be eliminated, so there's no time period leading up to whatever where you have, you can interview people that you just do whatever you want. I guess yeah, that,
1: that was always an interesting conversation. <laughs> I think was it Eichel that was. He was meeting with a bunch of people and stuff. Yeah,
0: there's been a couple players like that. Yeah. It's like a whirlwind tour. Yeah. Okay, here's a big one for you. Clubs cannot make trades with conditions based on the player signing with the club if the player has a current or future contract at the time of the trade. Can you read that again? Say, okay, (laughs) clubs cannot make a trade with conditions based on a player signing with the club if the player has a current or future contract at the time of the trade. So, let's say... You're Neil, you're on Chicago, I'm Jason. yeah. I want you on my team. So, I want to take you over, but if you sign with me, I'm going to give Chicago a first pick. Can't do that anymore. There's no conditions based on whether you sign with the team or not. I understand. Which is a
1: big one. That's actually huge. Yes,
0: because a lot of them are bonuses where this will be done if the player... Resigns and stays with the current So that's any current
1: conditions in place are so still you, valid.
0: It only works if the player does not have a contract. If it's a player that's not playing, but that doesn't apply because there's no conditions yeah. that can be made. So but that, anything
1: that's in place now is still valid. It's grandfathered in.
0: No, I think it's starting. Bam! As soon as this goes live, this is in. So you cannot have a like any. Oh I'm yes. Thinking. No. Okay. Anything that's already been done. Right. Is that yes. what you're talking about? Yeah, like, kind of. Yes, that those are in play. But any new trades okay. from this point forward, okay. you cannot have a signing so stipulation. Anything that,
1: that happened in the last like 24 months, you get this pick. If this. Player yes, that's gets whatever, all still that's, good. Okay.
0: It's starting from this point, which is there's been a lot of those. So there has been a ton. I think that's this gonna is be... really going to change things as far as uh, lateral moves in the NHL. Uh, here's another big one. Front loaded contracts. So money that's bam, we're going to pay you big time. Yep. Um, the difference in a player's salary and the signing bonus. So let's just. This is really confusing to read. So when I'm going to say salary from now on, just assume it means signing bonus too. Because a lot of players like on Toronto will get huge signing bonuses with low salaries. So they get guaranteed money. Yeah,
1: Shea Weber got, was, had a really front-loaded contract. Yeah, so from,
0: from for just this part I'm going to read now, I'm just going to talk about salaries and okay. just include both, okay? So if their salary, or the front-loaded contract salary cannot change by more than 25% of what they were paid in the first year of that contract.
1: Oh, wow. So you
0: can't have $8 million on the first year and three million on year eight.
1: Yeah, so if you're on the cap and you're you're six six million on the cap, you can't get paid twenty two million in bonuses the first yeah, year. Yeah, you have to. It's got to be.
0: I mean, yeah, you have to be within twenty five percent of whatever you were paid that first year. That additionally, wow. under no circumstances may the player salary and bonuses. I guess I forgot to amend that. In year in any year in front a front loaded contract be less than sixty percent of the highest salary in the same year. So you cannot have one year in that contract where you're being paid sixty percent less than the highest year in that. That's
1: interesting because players now and agents plan for potential lockout years yes. based on bonuses and no bonuses and all that stuff. So, so you're not going to have spiky contracts yeah, anymore. It's going to be more flatlined. That's going to be um, that's going to be I think a positive change. Yeah, for it helps maybe not for the players obviously, but
0: I think it helps. In a way, it kind of helps the poor teams, too, It maybe, because you're not having those huge signing bonuses up front.
1: Yeah, and it kind of, I don't want to use this term, but it flattens the curve kind of across the league. Yeah. Uh, some players don't have that luxury of getting paid a bunch of bonuses. its It just makes things a little bit more fair across the board. Yeah, like if you're going to pay this guy big money up front, you got to keep
0: paying him that big money or totally. 25% less of that, at least.
1: And it removes for the rest of his year. It removes a bit of negotiating power from certain players. They could say, "Yo, you gave this guy a huge bonus on his first year, or whatever. I'm it's it's my turn now. Yeah. Pay me. Here's an example. I want that. Yeah, can't do that anymore. Can't do that now. Yet.
0: Um, there's also been a change to the qualifying offer. So for contracts signed after this agreement, so only like like you said, from this point on, uh, if the minimum qualifying offer would otherwise be greater than 120 percent of their average annual salary. It's cut back to one twenty. So the absolute most your qualifying offer can be is twenty percent more of the current AAV. Okay.
1: I so don't that, wanna inter- That kinda just like Maybe you'll get to this, but I do have a question. Uh I'm thinking about the Montreal Canadians Sebastian Aho uh situation where they made uh an an, an offer or whatever. I don't know if there's the name for it, whatever. Yeah. Um And then Carolina matched it. Has there any been been any changes as far as that? No. Okay.
0: All right. Let's talk about working conditions. (laughs) Okay. There was a whole bunch in here. I only picked a couple because only a couple matter. Okay. Here's this one. There will be no all-star game when the NHL agrees to go to an international tournament. Thank you. So it's not getting rid of it completely.
1: Just in the years where there's. But it's just getting
0: rid of it when they decide to do an international tournament. So that's two years of it. Anyway. Um. Here's another one that's kind of affects scheduling. Um, the NHL and the PA will discuss minimizing travel by scheduling back-to-back road games in the same city.
1: Back-to-back road games in the same city. So, sometimes we see... Uh, so,
0: let's say Boston plays Montreal three times. Two of them are going to happen back-to-back instead of three different times throughout the year. Because
1: you do see that. Like, Florida will play Tampa, and they'll play in Florida the first night, and they'll play in Tampa the second night. But they'll play four other games the rest of the year or whatever yeah. in random order. But in this situation, they would play two games in Tampa. I think so, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I don't yeah. know why that's not a thing now. And that's all I have for. <laughs> working conditions. Working
0: conditions. So it was like a huge list, and I pulled out two. All right. Um, here's an interesting thing I thought that would – it doesn't really affect you, but I thought you might find it interesting. Okay. Clubs will make two complimentary game-worn jerseys available to each player, provided they are for personal or charitable reuse rather than commercial. Per game? Mm, it didn't say, so I don't know. I'm assuming I don't know. I'm assuming not.
1: But well, if that's like every like, if that's two free jerseys a year for <laughs> an NHL player, like that's nothing. Like, it's like
0: fifteen hundred jerseys or sixteen hundred jerseys or something.
1: So if they gave two per game to every player, and there's. If they gave two per game for every player, that'd be too much. There's no way it's if per game. If there's 21 players on the roster
0: there's per night. Like, there's like 750 players in the league or something like that. Times 82. Like, that's a lot of jerseys. There's no way it's per game. 20.
1: Times 2. 42 So let's just say game. it's like 800 times 2 times 82. What's 42 times 82? Don't, no, I'm, let's not get into that. <laughs> okay, so it can't be per game. It's, no. It's per month or something. It can't be per year. That doesn't make sense. It's too, like, they'll just go and buy that. That's pocket change to them. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. How hard is it to get on a game? Like maybe. Oh, it's game worn game worn jerseys. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't hear that part. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, uh, yeah, they get two just regular, the like, custom jerseys. I heard jerseys custom jersey.
0: Each player provided there for personal travel use. They my bad. So they can't sell them. Okay. My bad. Um, and then the NHL and NHLPA will participate in the 2022 China Olympics, the 2026 winter, winter, Italy Winter Olympics. That's confirmed. Uh, subject to negotiation of acceptable terms to the NHL, NHLPA, IHF, and IOC. And the IH, IIHF president, Rene Fassel, says he does not foresee any issues with the NHL and NHLPA coming to agreements.
1: Heck yeah. So it sounds that's like that's mega pro.
0: Even on NHL's website, the title of this Article was NHL to return to twenty twenty two twenty six Olympics.
1: This is a good day. Now I have a question. <laughs> your Does dad,
0: it, your dad's probably not too happy with this though, because
1: I don't think your dad really no, cares. No, I don't for, think he really likes the Olympics that much. Um, did they mention any World Cups? No World Cup mentions. It's unfortunate. I like the World Cup more than the Olympics. Really? Absolutely. Uh, I don't like the gimmicky like Team North America or Team that's Europe. That's why I don't. That's why I don't. Ain't, like it. Got t- ain't nobody got time for that stuff. Like, let's bring the Olympic format into the World Cup thing. Have it done. By the NHL and the NHLPA, they can run it. If they just if they did that every four years and didn't go to the Olympics, I'd be fine with that. Same players, same hockey. Kind of. Not on a smaller ice, but
0: yeah. Does that let KHL players come in?
1: No, I guess it wouldn't. So you're, you're right. Yeah. There's, like, there's yeah, still some right. pretty
0: decent players from like Russia and stuff like that that are playing over there.
1: I think the NHL would be smart to include uh those players from the KHL and other countries and stuff, uh, Czech, you know, Czech Republic and
0: That's so. why I like Olympics better, just because it lets everyone the bottom no, yeah, team yeah, the bottom teams right. are unfortunately really bad, but
1: Yeah, I know you're right. You're right.
0: Um okay let's talk about the return to play schedule real quick because this is in the CBA. So July 13th, which is tomorrow? What's the date today? Yes, it's tomorrow. Today is the 12th. So tomorrow, Monday. Training camps open. Heck yeah, I've got this uh, critical dates. Okay. Right down here. I guess we're going over now. July 26th, travel to hub cities. That's a big one. That's, yeah. Better hope everyone's feeling good and not COVID. Uh, 20th to the 30th, we got exhibition games. Which
1: is interesting because that's t- two days after they land in the city. Everyone lands in the city. So is that enough time? They're crunching for... this in. I feel like the, the, the travel to hub city date should maybe be like, 10 days to prior. Me,
0: people should be kind of semi-quarantining right now.
1: Yeah. Like, if you're doing training facilities, like, you
0: should be... Because, I mean, people are still going out, and they're still catching in all leagues, like, all players, like... Anyway, we'll see, I guess. But that's going to be 28th to 30th, and the 26th are big dates, because that's when people go into those bubbles, and that's when they start interacting with other people, and if crap's going to hit the fan, that's when it's going to hit the fan, and this could all be over by then, folks.
1: Those are critical dates.
0: Um, August 1st, the Stanley Cup qualifying round begins.
1: Uh, That's... uh, That's... That's it right there. That's the big one. August 1st I mean, we're August back versus, on the show yeah. people. Beep, like uh oh well really the 28th to 30th the exhibition games. When you think about ex- exhibition games in the history of the NHL these will go down as the most viewed <laughs> yes, <they will. laughs> exhibition games ever.
0: Yeah. Especially with like no new TV or movies or Netflix like everything's been shut down so there ain't yeah. going to be nothing coming out for a while so I,
1: it's just sports. I legitimately think that these ex- exhibition games the the viewership of these games on TV will rival playoff level um numbers how surprised are
0: you that we'll get back to the dates in a second but that vegas did not get picked to be a hub city when it seemed like surprised i'm not either but it seemed like for so long i'm kind of impressed by the fact that for how long we thought they were going to vegas that they just didn't come out and say it because it ended up being the right thing to not say it and picking two canadian teams well what we
1: not to you know pat our own backs but we did suggest that why don't they just have it in canada that's right not because we're canadian just because it logically based on the numbers it just made sense and
0: we even said that not specifically because we were canadians like it doesn't matter like no it literally doesn't matter where they are you have them in the place that gives you the best success like neil actually would have been more right if they went to the boonies in the middle of nowhere and did them there because
1: that was my original suggestion like back in february the players (laughs) would not agree to that so
0: um, August 11th, we get the first round, August 25th, the second round. And then September eighth was when we do the conference finals, September 22nd, Stanley cup finals begin. And then October 4th is the last possible day. I have some other dates here. Maybe if I don't have anything that I read in this part, you do your list. So September 26th or the start of the Stanley, or the later. Okay. So let me say that again, the later of the September 26th or the start of the Stanley cup finals, whichever is the later date. That is when your the team's buyout period begins for players. On October 9th to tenth, we get the NHL draft. Correct. November seventeenth, training camps open for the next season, and then on December first, we start the twenty 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 one regular
1: season. Yeah, I don't remember if you mentioned August tenth, which is phase two of the NHL draft lottery. I do not have that. Um, so once that's when the the playing rounds are over, and then they'll lotterize. <laughs> that's not a word, but. Uh, you know, they'll do the lottery. The 8-12.5% on, yes. chances will exactly. we'll know who got that first pick. So August 10th is a huge day. There's going to be so much to talk about and so much to to watch between July 28th and October it's, it's 4th. It's a pretty cram schedule. It's super crammed. Three games per day. And it's going to be really strange to watch hockey during that time of the year. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah.
0: Um. There's also some other dates I have that weren't part of the CBA, but I might as well just say what they are since they're dates and we're talking about dates. So these are for the award finalists. We're going to know who's the finalist for each award. So July 14th, the Ted Lindsay; July 15th, the Jack Adams and the Calder. July 16th, the Lady Bing and the Masterton. Uh, July 17th will be the Willie O'Ree Award and the Vesna; uh, The 20th will be the Norris and the Selkie. And the
1: last one on the 21st is the Hart. I'm so, so just, far removed from what happened in the season. It's kind of me too. That I couldn't even give you like accurate and educational nominations on my part for for every trophy I just I think Drysad will be for the heart I think maybe McKinnon will be for the heart I think think Drysad
0: is probably gonna get it but yeah in terms of like the other ones I feel so
1: far removed from I feel like that was last season I feel like like we're getting
0: ready to start a new season yeah it's weird and that's all I have for the uh the CBA stuff so if if you want to read the 71 page pdf document that reads like a legal document (laughs) um be my guest I just took out the things I thought people would find I mean, interesting. Well,
1: you're a good man for going through it and sick <laughs> and
0: Some of it was really hard to understand and I had to like really think, which I don't like doing. Yeah. Um I do want to talk about the NHL doing the injury and updates or the injury and illness updates from now on for the next phases. So the teams aren't going to be allowed to say if a, if a player is sick or if a player's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um all that information is being sent to the league and the league is gonna handle it. So they are the masters of the information now and at first i was like eh like are they trying to cover stuff up are they trying to control the narrative are they trying to control the message but then when i read their statement it kind of made sense and it just basically says that um players have the right to their medical privacy which we've talked about before which they should and it says the policy was basically adopted out of respect for their rights to their privacy and they will announce um through phase three and phase four which is training camps and then actually return to play um they'll announce positive player tests but they will not release who it was or on what team they played for. So I don't like that. I would like to know yeah. I would like to know if it was on what team, but I guess in a way, if, if a player is all of a sudden out of a lineup and they announce that hey, Boston Bruins had a positive test, then you know who it is. Yeah. But at the same time, if nobody's out and they announce that one player has got it and then there's one player missing out of all the teams playing, you put two and two together and mm. you know who it is.
1: But Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird. Like, we just tell us. Yeah. Like, just tell us. But, yeah.
0: um, and then this mm-hmm. is all I got. This is the last thing I have from my notes. All right, what you got? Um, I have just a list of the players who have
1: opted out so far. I do, too. I have that list with some reasons for everyone. Okay, so do you want to go through it? Sure. Okay. Um, the, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the judgment that's going on with okay. certain the, players. The judgment is BS. As, People who talk about hockey in the media, like us, even though it's not technically the media, Heck but yeah, whatever. we're in the media, we're on YouTube. Um, and <laughs> hockey fans, our opinions on whether a player should or should not play should mean nothing, because every single player has an individual reason to play or to or to not play, and their reason is more important than any of our reasons. Some players have family members who are have, super high risk, who are extremely high risk, and I'm going to name some of them here. Uh, and their reasons. So I completely understand why some of these players who are hundred percent perfectly healthy are not going because they have family members who are hundred percent, not perfectly healthy and they just don't want to put them at risk. And I would make the exact same decision. So, and we talked about who, this before. Yeah. <laughs> like in a, in a, sorry to interrupt you, no, but in, ahead. in past podcasts,
0: we've said that players will have, like, I think we announced the, the option that players would have to opt out. And we said at the time, like if they have to opt out for their family, like that's, that's totally cool. Like, yeah. But if you look on social media, like specific players here, like I'll, I'm going to jump the gun, and say Mike Green. Mike Green's getting hammered right now. Like, who are we to hammer exactly. Mike Green over his personal life and looking what, after his family? What right do we have to tell exactly. Mike Green to do
1: in his life and with his family? Like, Sorry to interrupt. No, that's like, you just said exactly what I was going to say. Is I'm glad you said it. We're on the same page. uh Mike Green, yeah, I, he said his reason was deeply personal, family health reasons. It doesn't need to be specific. That's totally none of our business. We don't need to know who in his family is at risk or even if someone's barely at risk. It doesn't matter. It's Mike Green's decision. And he's the person who needs to make that because he's Mike Green. We are not Mike Green. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what his reasoning is. Any player who opts out, I completely respect that opinion. I think I think the same of them that I thought before this. And I don't think any less of them. In fact, I have a little bit more respect for them for having the cojones to do that.
0: You can be. I think it's fair to be disappointed that one of your, if, especially if it's one of the players that your team really needs. I think it's fair to be a little bit disappointed that they're not going to be there. But you can still respect the decision and understand that, hey, that is definitely more important. It sucks he's not going to be there. Yeah, because it does suck that these players aren't going to be able to play for their teams. But it, it's it's well beyond playing hockey. Now. Yeah, like, for
1: for two reasons, from an enter, entertainment an entertainment perspective, there are some players that you really like to watch and you really like to see play from a contribution standpoint, like a Mike green, who's a very, um, he's a veteran. He's 34. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of experience. He could have been very valuable to the Edmonton Oilers he just got traded. So maybe he doesn't know the crew as well as he could. And maybe he wouldn't be as, uh, he he couldn't contribute as well as he could in a normal year, but still he, he's a very important factor on the team because it's a pretty young team. Mm -hmm. So, I, I can like you said I can understand the disappointment but you can't judge them on their decisions. So some of the other players Carl Alsner, uh no reason given that I read Montreal Canadians Montreal Canadiens uh Stephen Camphor. Boston Bruins wife and son have congenital heart uh, defects. Like what are you going to complain about? Yeah, like if you're if you're giving this guy grief just get off Internet, you never yeah. come back. Yeah. I never want to see you. Yeah, uh, Mike Green, who he just mentioned, uh, Roman Polak, Dallas. who, from what I read, did not give a specific reason. Like I said, doesn't matter. Uh, Sven Berchi. I don't know if there's any reason. Vancouver, to, heck yeah. Uh, Travis Hamanick, Calgary, and he, the, his reason was daughter's uh, health concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, totally. <laughs> Totally fine. It's like you said before, reasons aren't even required. Yeah, but not even required. Um, the other, the, those are all that I'm aware of, unless you have more.
0: I have Max Domi is
1: going to wait seven kay. to ten days. Yes,
0: that's, that's my next one. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second, because I have one more. Um, and then um, the Pittsburgh GM, Jim Rutherford, said Zach Trotman is not expected to be available. Okay. So if you want to talk about Dolmy, you can. He's got type 1 diabetes and... They're just giving him 7 to 10 days, or they, him and the team have agreed to 7 to 10 days
1: to decide whether to go or not. Like, I feel really bad for Max Domi. Like, he wants to go. He wants to go. He's dealt with having diabetes throughout his entire hockey career, and things just get more difficult. Like, it's a very, very tough decision for Max Domi and his family, and I'm sure that he's, you know, it's extremely stressful, and I kind of... It, Montreal, obviously Montreal could really use Max Domi, but I kind of hope that he doesn't play because if he does and he gets it and something bad happens, there will be so many regrets from his teammates. I'm not encouraging him to not play from his family, from the staff, or whatever. You just don't know, right? So let me ask you this. <laughs> so
0: we can presume that he's semi-quarantining himself right now because he's like obviously he's looking after himself. So, what if he waited until the bubble was established, and then it was determined that it seemed like the bubble was clean, and then he could be put into it, given that he was following some sort of quarantine himself that allowed him to transfer from yeah. wherever he was quarantined directly into the bubble? Like, there's just not enough time between dates, you know what I mean? Like, Whatever, it all happens yeah. so fast. Whatever but, he's most comfortable with. And I mean... You could have false tests that come, say they're false, but the players are positive and they're asymptomatic, and then it ends up spreading it after two or three weeks inside the bubble, and then this all gets yeah. shut down. And think I of, don't
1: know what I would do if I was him. There, there's a lot of fluids moving around in a hockey game, whether it's water bottles, whether it's gear touching each other lock you know he's sitting next to a guy in the locker room whatever the showers the bikes the medical equipment whatever
0: and it's probably like how realistically can we beat the pittsburgh Penguins? like do we actually have a chance at going
1: yeah. someplace like there's a lot of risk and it's you're kind of throwing into into a situation of almost worst case scenario to get it because there are so many contact points and, and a lot of body fluids moving around so it's i feel really bad for him and whatever decision he makes i'll respect and um yeah, it's tough. tough tough, for Canadians fans to uh, watch one of their players go through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all the actual players that I have yep. on the list. Uh, the only two other things I have on my list is uh, Stamkos get injured during Phase 2. Of, he uh, is the tra- most unlucky <laughs> like player really. in terms of injury. It's I guess like so unbelievable. I guess he's still going to be able to play yeah. um, coming up, but still, just unfortunate. Now, the Hub Cities are Edmonton and Toronto, uh, officially. But specifically, did you see which will get all the western conference and eastern conference
0: I I didn't Edmonton. but I did see the Stanley Cup finals be at Edmonton. Yeah,
1: all the Western Conference Finals, the Eastern Conference Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals will all be played in Edmonton. So That makes sense to me because Edmonton has less cases than Toronto. Less population less population, less population density, uh less cases. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: I have an interesting fact I can say that's not in my notes but it's something I read. So one of the hotels they're staying at in Toronto is Hotel X. I think the other one's like the Royal Fairmont or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But one of them's called Hotel X. And I, at first I thought that was a placeholder name. But actually, Hotel X is like this super oh, swanky, I didn't like, know that. super expensive hotel. Anyway, there was a couple that had their wedding booked for that hotel. Uh-oh. And the hotel called them and canceled it, saying that we have to cancel it due to a conference. The conference being the NHL. Oh, no. <laughs> playoffs. So they're pissed and
1: they're trying to take action against them. So I thought that was kind of. Funny, but disappointing okay. for them at the same time. Here's the thing. They shouldn't have to take action against the NHL. The NHL should compensate them <laughs> and then compensate them some more. Like, it's someone's wedding. It's their big day. The NHL's got lots of money. Throw... They could reach out. Like, it's not probably their
0: norm to do that, but yeah. they could reach out in this case just to look look good image-wise. Yeah. Say, like, listen, I- we're sorry that... But I don't. Know, I just thought that was kind of funny when I typed in the
1: news when I was looking up news news for my notes. That was one of the things that came up, and just like, ugh. I don't like weddings. I like I don't like going to weddings. I I would never do I, it again. I think they're a waste of money. To be honest, they're a ton of money. Uh, so even I, someone who doesn't like weddings, it feels bad for these people. It, it is their <laughs> big day, right? So, anyways, um, that's all I have to talk about. How long have we been? I don't know. Tried? This one's definitely going to be a shorter one for sure. But, well, geez, the last one we did was an hour and 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, we I went think, so. we
0: went super crazy. We had a special guest. Heck yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. We probably won't have one next week because if you look at our dates, there's not really much going on. Yeah, the only
1: big like, news training is... Training
0: camps. Training camps are going to be the only thing and then travel to the hub cities will happen on the day of that we would film the podcast. So yeah. not much news will be there. So there's not going to be... Unless something happens this week, probably won't have one next week, which kind of sucks. It's nice to do one every week, but there's just not enough to talk about. After that... We'll have one, and then I think, like you said, we'll get back into it week by week because there's going to be tons of stuff going on. We can break down the games. We can give predictions. We can do whatever.
1: Heck yeah. That's all I got. That sounds good. Um, coming up on the channel this uh, this week, on my channel, the Productions channel, uh, mail time today. Uh, first mail time since January, I think. So uh, if you don't want to watch that, uh, if you want to send us a letter, the P.O. Box is open it has it's, it never closed, but we weren't really accepting technically because of COVID nineteen. But if you want to send in, send in a letter, the PO box is available. To yeah, uh, you know, we like hearing from you guys, so um, the PO box is available. The Monday's video, I can't remember what Monday's video is. Uh, I think it's a concept video with Kale from from Vesper Hockey. So I had him on. We reacted to some concepts. And then Tuesday, I believe I'm going to do the uh, announcement of the jersey winner, or the uh, jersey concept winner, because I was doing a contest with uh, Vegas and Montreal. So that winner will be announced early this week. And then, what else was I going to (laughs) do? There's something else. I don't know, but... Good story. I actually don't have a lot filmed right now, so I have to spend a lot of time tomorrow, which is Monday night and Tuesday night, filming quite a bit of stuff, so... You're busy. Did you watch uh, the Boston Bruins jersey history? I did. Uh, what? Would you, how do you feel the ranking was as a Boston fan yourself? Were you? Did you disagree heavily with any of my... Not opinions? heavily, I don't think. What's your favorite Boston Bruins jersey of all time? I like this one. It's a nice jersey. In white. So the one I have. Yeah. Yeah, that one's Not nice. Not that I don't like this one. Yeah. This See. Is pretty much the same. I think that one... Like, I've seen it in pictures, but when you see it in person and you notice the little details like the collar, how it's it's more like a sweater versus a, because it's almost like grooved and mm-hmm. sweater like, that's a really nice detail. That's a really, that's a jersey that looks really good in person. The Anaheim orange one is also one of those. Looks okay in pictures, but when you see it in person, I think it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, good. I'm glad you agree for the most part with, with my ranking.
0: Like, the Spike B, it's an original Six logo, so it's not going anywhere, but yeah. it's,
1: it's old. You can tell it's old. Boston's done a really good job um, maintaining their original six feel. Uh, not, I mean, there's a couple examples like the Pooh Bear jersey where they get <laughs> yeah. a little excited, but yeah. uh, I think Boston's done a really good job maintaining um, acceptable jerseys and bringing in really good alternate and third jerseys. Um, that one has a perfect example. So if you haven't seen that video, go check it out. Let me know if you disagree or agree. And there'll be more of those videos coming out as well. Um, jersey history videos. So, There's one thing we could have talked about, but I don't know if we should get into it or not. All right, let's do it.
0: What do you think... I don't know if we should or not. This is interesting. This podcast is
1: either going to Can... end in 30 seconds or it's going to end in like five <laughs> minutes. Can you hint as to what it is without giving it away? Your jersey you're wearing right now. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's a couple of teams who are probably going to have to change their name. So in MLB...
0: I think... Okay. A bunch of... A bunch of teams in the four major sports leagues and even the CHL, or CHL, the uh, CFL, CFL, yeah, they have names that kind of represent Native Americans, I guess you would say, yeah. right? Like Edmonton and, Eskimos, yes, and like Washington has some. Like, there's just a bunch of players that are a bunch of teams that have those names, and yep. through social media, it's not backlash, but I don't know what the pressure. I guess they're kind of being, like, and it's even it's even like the organizations taking it upon themselves to say, hey. Yeah. this isn't really acceptable in 2020 so you have a bunch of the teams kind of saying that this is the time to do it and it sounds like they are and there was one guy on there saying like you know this is this is a win-win in a way like a lot of the die hair fans don't want to change because they've been a fan of that team for so long but yeah like one guy was saying well, this is a whole new opportunity to bring in a new name and a new concept and a new logo and
1: sell a bunch of new merch and But then you got, like... Depends on the team. I think it goes from team to team. Like, the Edmonton Eskimos, okay, fine. Like, it, they can keep the colors and stuff. They can probably make the logo work a little bit more, mm -hmm. or, like, the same. I'm probably okay with that one. Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks are the team that have said they are not going to change. And I don't think they should, personally. I don't...
0: Their history is a little bit different. Like, they're... they're,
1: Theirs is more paying respect. Yes,
0: it pays respect to...
1: Yeah, to... To the thing. Native Americans. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, even if they did change anything, I don't think they changed the name. If they were going to change anything, I think they'd change a lo- the logo and literally just use a black Hawk with these. Yeah. Feathers. So I've seen some concepts and they're really nice. There was, I don't know who said this, but someone on one of the radio stations
0: said this and I don't know if this was like an analyst or if it was, it wasn't someone who like has their own show. It was like a guest they had on yeah. and it was either like someone from one of those organizations or it was like a legal person or something he said the way that teams should decide whether or not their their team name or logo is offensive or whatever is if they were starting their team from scratch right now, and if that's the name and logo they would choose, that's a really because interesting they said point. because they said if it's not, if you thought that hey, if we choose this name that might get us into a little bit of gray area, then they should
1: change it. That's a really interesting. I wonder if Chicago, the Blackhawks, would use this. I don't. I bet you they wouldn't. Do you think there would be backlash
0: if they didn't exist right now, and then a new team in Chicago yes, was cut? Kind- I do. I don't agree with it. And I don't share that opinion. Like some people were even going to, as far as to say that the PGA should rename the Masters because the Masters is offensive. Because you are the masters of slavery. Like I'm just like, okay, how far does this rabbit hole go down? Like
1: it's like
0: we are get- two, we are two white guys. We have no. Saying this really like like I can't be offended by that. Are you offended by that? No, but it's it's not targeting us.
1: Okay, hey, Boston Bruins. What's the "bruin" mean? Yeah, it means debatable, bear or brown. Yeah, there's so Is that many offensive. There's like, so many. No, like come on, like that's I, the Washington Redskins. I can understand that's some. Of I would the, say that's a bad one. Yes, and I think the Atlanta Braves. Some of the things that they use, some not necessarily not really the name, I guess, but it's more the the logo. I think some of the graphical elements of the use, I understand there are some other teams in in other sports that may want to consider changing things up, but uh, it's an evolving world that we live in (laughs) and we have to uh, think about everything. I'm like, I'm like, should we change the national predators? Because it has predator is like a, a child, (laughs) you child you know what I mean? Like that's not what it means. No. Like, and that, I've never even thought of that until all this. So I don't know. Like I'm neutral on all of this because it one way or another doesn't matter to me. If, yeah. it, if it
0: offends that group of people, then sure, change it. If that group's not offended, then I don't know why people like me, like white people on Twitter are saying, no, you got to change that. That's offensive. Yeah. Even like, though it's not targeting you. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> like if there's a group of people it's targeting that find it offensive, then change it. If there are Native Americans who want the Black Ox to change their name. I've never seen it on social media, on TV, or anywhere else, and maybe that's just because they don't show it, because they don't want it to be seen, and maybe that's the case. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying I've never seen it. I've I've heard positive things from them. Like I'm sure there are
0: some that, because I mean, you're not going to find a group of people that agree on everything anywhere. Like there's of course there's going to be people that disagree with it, but I think the general majority of what i've seen at least when every time it comes up they always go talk to people about it and from what the comments i've seen unless these are very biased articles i'm reading which they could be you know i don't know um it seems like most people are okay with most of the names most of the
1: time yeah i think in the in the blackhawk situation they could turn this around into a positive and really drive the organization towards honoring Mm -hmm. native americans have a special night have discounted tickets for native americans like you could turn this into something that really respects native americans and the culture and remembers it because it's kind of going away a little bit and it shouldn't be forgotten about really it shouldn't Mm -hmm. and so this team could really represent that whole thing there was one guy that was on one of the
0: sports things i was watching that said it's just to him he found it weird and this is the reason he wanted it changed was that the city and team was located in a place where none of those people live. That's correct. Yeah. So it just he said it doesn't make sense for that market. He's like you don't have. He kind of said like you don't have teams being named after like Jews or like white people or like it's it's only the Native Americans for some reason that get picked out in team names. Yeah. In terms of that racial bias, I can
1: understand that. So, for example, the Chicago Blackhawks, if if. If Arizona was called the Arizona Blackhawks, it might make it a little bit more sense just because of the location. But uh, yeah, I, I can understand that. I guess yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's it.
0: Just thought I'd bring that up. It was it was something else that I was gonna put in my notes and then I didn't. Hmm. Like I said, to us, it, pff, we're neutral on it because it's not really in our business. I,
1: I don't get offended by barely anything.
0: If so. they change the name because some people are offended by it that have the right to be offended by it, I'm fine with that. If they don't change the name because everyone's good with it, I'm fine with that.
1: Should the Montreal Canadiens change their name from the Canadians because there are more Canadians outside of Quebec? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not all the Canadians are in Quebec or in Montreal. I think the Montreal Canadians should be deleted. Whoa, <laughs> dang! <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a bold take. Now, on that note, <laughs> hope but- you guys having a good day. Thanks for watching the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you are on iTunes or Google Play Music, whatever, you, however you consume our podcast, we really appreciate it. Um, if you're not subscribed, we would love it if you could hit the subscribe uh, button. If you found this channel and you're not aware of my channel, I have a channel called Post Post Productions where I post a video every single day, usually hockey related. And I would love it if you come over there and hit the subscribe button check out what I'm doing over there. Otherwise, Jason, thanks for hosting. Thanks for reading through those, all those pages. See you in two weeks. Well, we will see you in two weeks. Adios, guys.